Put your hands together. 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 You look. You seem. You seem all right. Let me just be real with you. You're smaller than usual, but fuck all those other people. You're also the best. I can tell in advance. You guys seem cool. You seem yep. That was the kind of. I liked that it was just individual woos because when I came out, you guys didn't want to stop being affected by my presence. So one person took it for a while. I'ma cheer it. Then another person grabbed it, passed it along. It was like a. a a beach ball at an outdoor at an outdoor concert when I was in high school. That is what it is like. Hey, I'm so happy to be with you guys. Uh, I'm Cameron Esposito. I'm your host. Woo-hoo! Wearing a new jean jacket. Really up in my jacket game. I ordered seven from Levi's.com. Uh, I've been traveling, and my one jean jacket that I wear pretty much every day. Has been has gotten a little. It's now it's embarrassing. Now it's to the point where because for a while it was, it was like oh it's my signature. Now it's like oh, she doesn't own any any stuff. <laughs> so I'm trying to branch out, but I feel uncomfortable because my other one is, you know, now it's built to my body. <laughs> it's like a Buffalo Bill woman's skin suit that I wear around. Would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. That's a terrifying part of that movie. I've never even seen that full movie, but I certainly know that part. It's the worst. Oh, do you know that's that? that do you guys know that that the guy's in Monk? That's not a joke. This is. You guys know Monk, right? You know the show Monk. Yeah. Buffalo Bill is the. You know the, like, cop with the mustache that's like, oh, monk! You know that cop? That's Buffalo Bill! Good night! Okay. And then I just told all the other comics, I'm sorry, you couldn't have followed what I just did out there. It was great. Um, Okay, excellent. Well, also, we got a special treat tonight. Now, our producer, Ryan, is in Ethiopia for three weeks because he's interesting. And so we have Matt in the booth. Let's hear from Matt. Matt is recording. Ryan is one half of a Special Thing Records. Matt is the other half of a Special Thing Records. So you guys are really getting the full special record thing, which is nice. Yeah. And Rio Butcher, our uh, live show producer, is here. She's around somewhere. And I'm wearing this jacket. I was at Burbank Airport the other day. And I went to their restaurant. There's just one. It's a small regional airport. And they just have one restaurant. And it's amazing. Because I've heard it multiple times, but it makes me happy every time. It's just called Restaurant. And when they pick up the phone, they go, Hello, Restaurant? Like, that's what a small airport that is. They can, that is, means... Hello, Re... You guys, that's not working for anybody? <laughs> Hello, restaurant? That's hilarious. <laughs> Hello, restaurant? I'm sorry, was it my miming was bad? You guys were like, that's not real. I get it, it's the UCB. I'm sorry. Hello, restaurant? Is that better? You fuckers? Ugh. 
I got a salad that usually would have had barbecue chicken in it. But I got it without the barbecue chicken. It wasn't even like a barbecue chicken salad. It was just like salad. It said like salad. You know, you know, you get the specificity of this place. It was just like salad. And then there was like a list of all the ingredients. Now I'm not currently eating animals. So I said, hey, you can hold that barbecue chicken. And then when she brought out the salad, she just brought me a salad and then a bowl of barbecue sauce. <laughs> Which made me so happy because that means in the kitchen, somebody was like, What? <laughs> Bring her this. Just bring her this. <laughs> you guys are great. I like this. I like you in that corner. Oh. There's a couple things I've been working out lately that are uh, actual jokes. I've been working on some actual jokes. I'm working on actual... So usually here at the show, I kind of just uh, mess around, talk to the audience, talk about my life, talk about barbecue sauce, whatever, give you guys facts about what other things Buffalo Bill has done. <laughs> so I've been working on some uh, jokes, you know, because when I'm not here uh, and, and I'm not hosting something, I actually do jokes. You know, I tell, I tell uh, jokes. <laughs> I've been working on some jokes, and uh, I'm pretty excited about this one. The other day, a dude yelled at me, you look like a woman who doesn't sleep with men. He yelled that at my face. And yeah, you're totally right, sir. I absolutely look like a woman who doesn't sleep with men because I don't sleep with men. So it's on purpose <laughs> to attract women who I want to sleep with. I thought that was a weird thing for him to yell. This is basically him saying, you don't have a chance with me, which I don't care about by the simple fact that I'm a lesbian. It's also a weird thing to yell at a lesbian because when you're a lesbian, the best part of being a lesbian is that you don't sleep with men. Do you know what I mean? Because you're not attracted to them. It's like a catch-22. It's a circle where it just goes like, I'm so happy I don't sleep with men because I'm a lesbian, so I don't sleep with men, so I'm so happy I don't sleep with men because I'm a lesbian, so I'm so happy. It's just, you can just keep going. And there's never a moment where you're like, oh, fuck. Like, you're happy about it the whole time because you don't want to, because you are, so you're not gonna, so you don't want to. Like, it's this great, it's a, it's the circle of life, and you hold up a little baby lion. And you're happy about it. So when you yell that at me, meaning it to be an insult, I don't know how to take that, because that's the best part of my existence. It's like going up to a black person going like, you look like you don't burn in the sun! Yeah, I have dark skin. I appreciate that about myself. <laughs> Been working on that a little bit. Still trying to find a good ending, but I think it's pretty good. <laughs> Been thinking about, uh, you know, guns. <laughs> Not this kind of gun, but this kind of gun. 
you object work sticklers. I think about guns lately. How weird it is that we use the logic that guns... Well, first of all, I'll say this. I love guns. In theory. Like, I love guns that are attached to a video game where I shoot Terminators. Like, I love guns. I love guns because guns give us Linda Hamilton. Or an appreciation of her. You know, like, you know what I'm saying? And that's not a giant hand job. That's a one-arm gun reload. And after we saw Linda Hamilton do that, we understood what arms meant on women. We just said, oh, we'll just do some chin-ups on a bed. We'll be able to protect ourselves. And our kids. So I love guns in theory, and I love guns in movies, but I don't love guns in the real world. And I don't, I don't actually think that, that we, should, uh, we should stop lying to ourselves about whether or not they're a good thing. Like people say, uh, yeah, I have a gun to protect myself from other people who have guns. <laughs> so by that same logic, you should drive drunk <laughs> to protect yourself from other people that drive drunk so that you hit them first. <laughs> Do you see? You both die. Do you get what I'm saying? It's not good. You guys have been great. Right up top. We have tons of show for you. How are you doing? Yes, how are you? Great, excellent. Great dress. Summertime. Wait, what is it? Fall. Fall dress. Got that old fall floral. (laughs) That we hear so much about. Everybody says, pumpkin spice latte and a fall floral, please. Everybody says that, I, yeah. Thanks for the yes and. He was like, everyone. And he was right. Great, we're going to start the rest of the show. Oh man, I love, this, uh, I love this next comic coming up. And he has done the show before. He's in from Denver. We love him on the show. Let's hear it right now from Mr. Troy Walker, guys. Give it up for Troy! What's up, guys? How you doing? So uh, I found out something interesting recently. Uh, I found out that they have uh, bacon jerky. Do you know how the bacon jerky? It's exactly what it sounds like, but I don't even think they dehydrated. I'm pretty sure it's just bacon in a bag, right? <laughs> Which I thought was pretty funny. So I took a picture of the package. I put the picture of the package on my Facebook page. And then naturally I was at a Walmart at 2 in the morning, so I bought the shit, right? <laughs> and I'm in the car eating it on the way home. And I get home and I check my Facebook page. And one of my friends had commented. They said, uh... Is that for dogs or for people? (laughs) And I had to check. And I don't think I'm going to buy another bag. (laughs) I don't think so. I like weird stuff just to, like, entertain myself, you know? Like, even, like, hitting on girls, right? Let's say you see, like, some cute girl sitting in a bar, and she's probably not going to give you the time of day anyway. Might as well have a little fun with it, right? (laughs) So you, like, go up to her and go, uh, Say, baby... You ever fuck a man that owns an alpaca farm? I know they're the poor man's llama. But ask yourself this. Would a poor man own an alpaca farm? And then when she's like, I'm not going anywhere with you. You're just like, you sure? I'll make you a hat. Weird stuff. 
So that's weird. Went to my high school reunion recently, my 10-year high school reunion. That was depressing. Here's the thing that's weird about your high school reunion, right? You go to your high school reunion, and there's all these people that you haven't seen in a really long time, but everybody's actually doing really well, which is great, but it's also sort of surprising because there's a lot of people you remember being screw-ups, right? But everybody that's there is actually doing really well. And I couldn't really figure out why that was, but then it occurred to me that maybe the reason for that is that a high school reunion is the kind of thing that only people that are doing well are actually going to go to. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, nobody, like, wakes up on a mattress in an alley like, oh, fuck, I gotta be at that reunion at noon. Good thing I stole this watch. Nobody does that. There's, like, an unwritten rule that you do not go to the high school reunion if you were not doing well. Because it would ruin the reunion for everybody else. Think about that. You, like, show up to your reunion, there's just some dude in the corner creeping around the buffet, shoving baby carrots in his pockets. Sock, no shoe. Shoe, no sock corduroy cutoffs with a rope belt and you're like Steve? What the fuck have you been doing man? And he's like ah you know just sucking trucker dick can I take some of these shrimp are these free? Like that would ruin the reunion so I'm talking to my buddy that I hadn't seen uh, since high school and he was always kind of a screw up and I was asking him what he'd been up to and he's like ah you know man things are going really well I uh, started my own business and that's my wife, and that's my little girl. And I was just like, really? Dude, like a year ago, I heard you were just doing a whole bunch of cocaine. And he's like, yeah, had to hang it up, though. Which is something that only white guys get to do. Seriously, because like for black guys, you're always like one mistake away from completely fucking your life up forever. But like white guys get to do all kinds of crazy shit and then just like dust themselves off. You're like, I think I'm going to go sell real estate. That's what I'm going to go to. <laughs> One thing I've realized as I've gotten older is I don't really have nightmares anymore. You know, like a kid, you have like nightmares, right? Like you like fall off a building, you know, get chased or something like that. I don't have those anymore. Now I just have regular, like, like dreams where just regular life shit happens, just like regular shitty life stuff. Like the other day I had a dream that I was cornered by gang members, but they didn't do anything to me. They just told me I'd maxed out my credit cards. <laughs> And I was like, what, what the fuck? And I woke up, <laughs> I thought my interest rate was going up. It like scared the shit out of me, man. Terrified me. Even if I don't remember what the dream was, I know this was happening just because of how the bed looks when I wake up, you know? You're a kid, you wake up, the covers are everywhere because you were tossing and turning, you know? Now I wake up exactly the same as when I went to bed. Pristine. Like somebody tucked in a dead body. And I'm pretty sure it's because I'm just laying there going, ugh, God damn it. I'm gonna have to call fucking Citibank shit. Like, pretty sure that's what it's happening, you know? There's just no nightmares anymore. And I think that the reason for that is that as you get older, you realize that between the two, finding out that you need a new transmission is way scarier than getting molested by clowns. <laughs> it's like so much scarier, man. Like, honestly, if it meant I stopped getting letters from the IRS, I'd take a clown touching real fast, real quick. I want to bring back the word mulatto. <laughs> Dude, it's just a great word, man. Mulatto's such a great word. It's like, the only, it's like the only word that doesn't actually sound racist of all of those kind of words, you know? Like, mulatto is, if you don't know, mulatto's like half black, half white, right? It comes from the old one-drop rule, right? One-drop rule was the thing they had during the 1800s that said if you, were, if you even had one drop of black blood, then you were black for the purposes of slavery, segregation, etc. 
Sort of like a racist, you break it, you bought it. That's a great joke. And <laughs> it is. And it's like this thing, it just makes no sense. It's the only one that doesn't sound racist. All the others sound racist. Mulatto sounds like it costs $8 at Starbucks. Like you walk in and go, uh, let me get a vente. Are those mulattoes? Let me get two of those mulattoes. Like, sounds fucking delicious. You would never think that a mulatto was what it was if I didn't tell you or you didn't already know. And I was, telling my, I was talking to my buddy about that, and this really pretty blonde girl overheard us, and she's like, oh my God, I love mulattoes. And I'm like, fucking jackpot, right? And then she's like, those are those little cookies, right? Those are delicious. And I was like, no, 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 no. You're thinking of Milano's. Those are Milano's. Milano's are your grandfather's worst nightmare. That's it for me, guys. Thanks for listening to my jokes. Mr. Troy Walker, let's hear it for Troy. person that had like one drop of black blood <laughs> I want to meet that person <laughs> they're like I'm sorry there's a rule how did they even it fell onto me I had an open wound and it fell onto me well I don't think that's I don't think that's how blood works am I right biologists where are my biologists couple people. Okay. Nice to see you guys out and about. Really leaving the old microscopes at home. You bunch of goofballs. Slides, huh? Slides paramecians, am I right? Paramecians. Cell division, who cares? Mitosis. I'm just naming anything. It has to do with stuff I think is biology. Rhea, do you remember what you yelled at me when you when you were like, yeah, you told me you were no good at physics. Do you remember what it was? I can't remember what it was. I do not recall. Crud, it was irrelevant. That's why it was so good. I was like, I can't get out of bed. And she was like, you told me you were bad at physics in high school. And I said, that's hurtful. For you to bring that up now. It doesn't pertain. But it was something like that. What? See? Rhea Butcher yelling stuff that makes no sense since forever. She's great. No, round of applause for Rhea. She's awesome. This is not just me throwing her in the bus. I said I couldn't get out of bed because we share a bed, so it's like fine. It's okay if I kind of give her like a. Ja- oh, we're, we share a bed because we're engaged. Not because it's like a weird. Like she only owns one jacket and she shares a bed? chick needs some help <laughs> yeah we're engaged so we share a bed with a, a couple other people as well we also have a couple other people in the bed just who's ever around on that night like like later tonight you know some lucky audience we always we always let one or two audience members but they have to be the best ones you have to laugh so hard and at the right points you can't laugh at the because there's some of these jokes are tests you know i don't know if you guys know this about comics but we hate some of the jokes we tell but it's just to wean out which of you we can respect <laughs> So you better not laugh at the bad shit, you know, that I've peppered in, you know? Like when I said mitosis, a couple of you guys did not get to come home with me tonight. That's a big part of it. Guys, oh man, 
We, I'm so happy this next comic is here. He uh, has an album out on AST Records. It's just very new on AST Records. So that's, that's who puts this show out as a podcast. So that's great, first of all. Yes. Also, you can buy it at buyliamsalbum.com, which is great marketing. <laughs> and he is in from New York where he has a great show called uh, Tell Your Friends. Yes. Mr. Liam McEnany, guys. Give it up for Liam. Oh, oh, Cameron Esposito, everybody. I can't tell you how many relationships I've had where I've wished I could end a fight with a girlfriend by going, round of applause, everybody. Round of applause for Rachel. Oh, man, that just ended that awkward moment by the audience in our apartment. <laughs> giving her a round of applause instead of me facing up to what I just said. Uh, just so, you know, to answer your question, uh, I am wearing my Halloween costume. I'm going as Kevin Smith. <laughs> uh, the people at home listening to the podcast are going to love that joke. Um, I did. I literally flew in from New York City and this is something I did and this is why I don't have any friends uh, I got into the you know those shared ride vans that you pay like 20 bucks and you get a ride in and it's awesome uh, so I got in and the the driver asked me where I was going and I said on a best friends road trip <laughs> and then he went onto his iPad and made me the first person to get dropped off <laughs> So it turned out that might not have been the dumbest thing I ever said. I, uh, I, ride, I, I'm, I ride Greyhound buses, ladies. That's right, ladies. If you go out with me, there's no more hitchhiking. No more scary strangers from Craigslist. It's all, it's all Greyhound buses from now on, ladies. I'm looking at you right there in the front row. I... Uh, I do. I actually had to take a Greyhound bus uh, into Canada, and while while I was online, the they had the nerve to do a security check on my bags. Like Greyhound is a thing, <laughs> right? And I don't understand like why they're doing that. Terrorists, are, they protect me from. Al Qaeda has too much money to ride Greyhound. They are not going to be on a Greyhound bus, okay? You know, it's like, no, like, I'm on a Greyhound bus. If a terrorist comes on and is like, anybody moves, they die. I'm going to be like, thank God. I'm on a Greyhound bus to Little Rock, Arkansas. I've been praying for the sweet release of death since Mississippi. The scariest terrorist on earth is nowhere near as scary as the 10th most terrifying Greyhound bus passenger. <laughs> Right, if you stand up and you say, in this bag I have a bomb, someone's going to be like, and in this one I have my parole officer's head. <laughs> Less tango, buddy. Really, the Greyhound security check should be, uh, excuse me, do you have a gun? No. Well, here, you're going to need this. <laughs> you were riding Greyhound to Little Rock, Arkansas. I, uh... If you're riding on Greyhound, by the way, I hope you like babies, because at some point you're going to see a couple people trying to make one. <laughs> I don't know what it is about a Greyhound bus. It is a white trash breeding ground. Like, how do you explain the birds and the bees 
to someone who was conceived on a Greyhound bus. Like, it's going to be like, hey, Daddy, uh, how are babies made? Well, honey, when a man and his second cousin love each other very much... <laughs> And they're bored for 22 hours on their way to Biloxi, Missouri. There's a drug they do called meth. And when they wake up from a three-day blackout, a miracle happens. You are a miracle, baby. The other thing about a Greyhound bus... I literally have 22 minutes of this. Uh, <laughs> you're going to have to wait for my second album to get, to get the whole thing. The other, the other thing about a Greyhound bus uh, that I'm trying to remember... <laughs> Did I mention I just got off a plane? I just flew in on Delta, and boy, are my arms tired from doing this for seven hours. <sighs> well, at least we're preserving this for posterity. And also the way I just said posterity. <laughs> the other thing about a Greyhound bus... Ladies and gentlemen. By the way, this is not planned, in case anyone's wondering. The other thing about a Greyhound bus that is awesome, oh, is you get to meet all kinds of people. You get to make all kinds of friends. They're like, there's a game I play on Greyhound called, uh, I'll, ha I'll, I'll have an empty seat next to me, and I'll play this game called, oh, dear Lord, please don't sit next to me. I used to have all these fitness goals. My goals were like, I want to get into shape. I want to feel good. I want to be a certain weight. Now my only fitness goal is like, I want to gain so much weight, no one wants to sit next to me on a Greyhound bus. <laughs> and what happens is like, I will keep, I will drive people away. If someone comes, like if, like say a woman sits down next to me, the way I get rid of her is like, I wait till she sits down and I pull out my phone and I'm like, uh, hello mother. You said it would never happen, but I'm on a date. I told you I could do it. I told you on my death, on your deathbed. And then if a guy sits down next to me, I, uh, I wait till he sits down and I pull out my phone and I go, hello, mother. You said it wouldn't happen, but guess who's on a date? And 15 minutes more of that. Listen, guys, uh, you're welcome. Uh, I have been very funny. There's one thing I've learned that's never funny, and that is sneaking into a church at night and autographing all the pictures of Jesus. Because I was like, to Father McMartin, keep in touch. Love the big J. PSC next summer. Don't ever change, bright eyes. You guys have been really fantastic. Enjoy your show. I have a small secret about Liam, which is that he came from New York and he has a boot on his foot because he sprained his ankle and he only brought one shoe to LA. <laughs> so that's why he's performing in socks. Because he decided he didn't want to be on stage in a boot. And you know what? I'm glad I'm telling you that after. You would have looked at him different. You maybe would have even noticed that he has socks. But I also love... Oh, just the carefree attitude behind that, you know? Just like, whatever I'm wearing now is all I need. And that's why he's going to be a huge success. Let's hear it for Liam McEnany one more time. Oh, we are going to keep uh, the show right on rolling. This next gentleman, he has a solo show 
next weekend, that's true, uh, November 1st and 2nd at the Steve Allen Theater. Also on that show, Neil Hamburger will be there. Neil Hamburger is very cool. Also, this next gentleman, very cool. So uh, it's called Brendan Burns Hasn't Heard of You Either. You should go see that after you're done tonight. I mean, it won't be later. It'll be on the first and second, but go to that. Uh, Let's hear right now from Mr. Brendan Burns, guys. Give it up for Brendan. Keep it going. Keep it going. Hello, everybody. You're all right. Hello, America. Hello, Los Angeles. You're all right. You doing okay? Yeah. Great. Let's do it. Uh, Fucking. uh, Like I don't know how old this is, but we just started getting overseas the uh, U.S. version of The Apprentice. The, and I was watching The Celebrity Apprentice, right, with Donald Trump. You have Donald Trump in yours, right? And, and there was this kid, right, there was a make-a-wish kid, a make-a-wish kid on the show, and his dying wish was to meet Donald fucking Trump. <laughs> and the thing is, he was nine, and he looked like Donald Trump. He dressed like Donald Trump. He even had a tie like Donald Trump. He was nine. He'd even done his hair like Donald Trump. Like, that's a big decision for a nine-year-old to do your hair up to make it look fucking wiggy, right? And Donald Trump rather tactlessly says to him, what do you want to be when you grow up? Which, uh, right? And that's not it. That's not it. Because then the kid turns around and goes, when I grow up, I want to be just like you and fire people. (laughs) Do you ever see a -a Make-A-Wish kid where you're not really rooting for him? (laughs) Where you're just like, oh, I hope it's pancreatic. I hear that's a... I hear that's a low survival rate. I don't think we need you. Black. I've never made the noise black before in my life, but I realised that my face wasn't going to go out on the podcast. Well, this seems to be working, which is nice, because I'll be honest with you, it's 50-50. It is, it's 50-50, because I'm not immediately likeable. I'm not. I lack that skill. You know, I hope I'm eventually lovable, but I'm not immediately likeable, because... We have a thing, we have a saying on the international scene of like, this job is basically whatever character flaw you have, you turn it on its head and it becomes a positive. Uh, we call it overseas, we call it harnessing your inner cunt, right? <laughs> and, and some guys, it takes a long time. Their inner cunt is quite complex and it takes a while to work it out. And the thing is, my inner cunt is very pronounced because my inner cunt is basically, I, uh, I have like a, a, a staggering self-belief that is bordering on arrogant delusion. And that's, that's hard to like in a seven-minute format, you know? Like, even my unconscious mind is... Because, like, my wife... OK, recently we had guests over, uh, uh, and I held my farts in all night. Uh, t- uh, t- esteemed guests, indeed. But I drink a lot of monster and energy drinks, and they've got so many chemicals in them that they make your fart heaps. But they make my farts like, like a brat, 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 brat. Like uh, it's slightly disconcerting the slackness of my anus. And and I went to bed, and I and apparently in my sleep I let all the farts I'd held in all night out at once, and it was just brat, 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 brat. 
And my wife, like, it woke her up. It was so loud and so continuous. This just... Blah, 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 blah. And she's just about to shove me awake. And apparently, in my sleep, I stuck my hands in the air and went, Thank you very much. Thank you. You've been great. Because I hear from other comics, they talk about every time in their dreams... They're like naked or they've forgotten their material or they're bombing. In my dreams, I'm fucking killing, right? With nothing either. Absolutely nothing. Bupkis. And I mean, it's like I'm doing these non-jokes of just like, hey, why is the A next to the S on your keyboard, huh? Like, and, and the audience are going, yeah, you're the king, Brendan. Why is that, right? And even your unconscious mind is supposed to be attached to what's really going on. But even my unconscious mind isn't going like, oh, this audience is a bit easy. I'm just going, yeah, man, I'm on fire. Why is the A next to the S? You're a fucking genius. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey. What the fuck, right? What the fuck? What the f- What the flying pigs... Hairy balls. And pig's balls aren't even hairy. But this is still worthy of such hyperbole, right? What the fuck did the last Pope do that even the Catholic Church, the Catholic Church, an institution that will happily sweep paedophilia under the carpet until Africa not to wear condoms with a straight fucking face... What did he do that even the Catholic Church went, you got to go, mate. This is embarrassing. We can't cover this up. This is... Because, like, you know, you heard his excuse when he stepped down. He went, because he was getting too old for papal duties. (laughs) Yeah, because it's always been a young man's gig, hasn't it? I mean, the last guy stayed in and he was so old that by the end he was so old and decrepit, his head was like down here on his belly button. So that was tempting homosexuality and masturbation at once. So he had to check the fuck out before he burned in hell forever. Because when it comes to paedophilia, I don't feel represented. Wait, right? What I mean is. Wait. Wait. What I mean is, right? uh, I haven't heard my opinion expressed anywhere. And that is quite simply, kids aren't hot. (laughs) You know, and if you feel any trepidation around that statement, I would ask you to question your own morality. Like, people want to vilify pedophiles and and so on. Why don't you just take them aside and go, look, that's not sexy. What if there's nothing? They're lovely, they're wonderful, they're innocent, but, you know, they're not like, (laughs) you know. (laughs) You play peekaboo with a baby, it's like, peekaboo. Right? I don't understand how a human mind even goes there because I will qualify this with the only thing in the world that I am more petrified of than my dad's ball sack (laughs) is my 14-year-old boy's erect penis. Right? Thank you. Exactly. He's 14 now. He started to stink. I had to get a bigger house just to get the fuck away from him. He's gross. Because I remember vividly and harrowingly Walking in on my son, aged four, in the bath, blowing himself with a toy shark. And what do you say? 
Naturally, my gut wrench response was just, don't do that, right? And, and he held me in such contempt, he didn't even break his stride as he's stroking away, staring his dad dead in the eye, and goes, why? And I'm like, I don't know, Jesus is watching something. Guilt, stay alive until you're 15, then I'll dispel the myths, right? Because... Because Jesus has had a bad rap in this day and age, but I'll tell you what, he's fucking handy when you're a dad. What else do you say to your son when he's blowing himself with a toy shark? Did son, did, pick a toy without teeth, right? <laughs> Cut a hole in a teddy bear like a normal man, you fucking dickhead. You've been a lovely audience. I hope to see you at the Steve Allen Theatre next weekend. My name's Brendan Burns. Good night, UCB. Burns, guys, and if you're not in LA, he also has a special that's on Netflix. He has an album that's on Stand Up Records. Do you see? So you might be listening to this, and then you can still have an experience in your own house, which is pretty joyful. <laughs> <laughs> that dude is the best dude of all of the dudes. Um, hey. You know, just, I feel, you know, Liam brought up earlier that I had, I had spoken to Rhea, and then I, you know, she didn't really get a chance to rebuttal. So, ladies and gentlemen, Rhea Butcher coming to the stage right now. Rhea Butcher. Hi. Thanks, How are you doing? Oh, I'm fantastic. I feel great. Now that I'm back on stage, I feel like I've regained a little bit of my spider Legs, spiderness, yeah. Yes, but that looks like a spidey pose, but like at like a my yoga stretches spider pose, like yeah. a spidey man that's like, ugh, do I have to go all the way down? Scared. <laughs> halfway, ugh. halfway. He's on a building, but he doesn't really Partial care. Spider. Why does he always get so low? Because it doesn't matter if he yeah. falls off the building. He's gonna catch himself with that web. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's swimming right through. He could just. Walk around like a normal person, like this. Yeah, you can walk around. Walk around, right? Yeah, like yeah, yeah, like an in-place marching sort of an effect on a stage. Very spry. Okay, so uh, why did you say that stuff about me in physics? I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, we're, we we found a new television show that we love. We did find a new TV show that we love. Well, Mutually. you found it first. And I then did you find shared it, it with me because you've been out of town it. like a lot. So I've yes. watched. A lot of Netflix, so much so that Netflix says its suggestion for me is to go outside. <laughs> suggestion for Rhea, stop it. You stop should it. probably eat. Stop it. Um, yes, I found this show called My Cat from Hell. Ooh! Some you guys know this show? are already into it. What a show! Based on facial hair alone, what a show! You know, it's like if Caesar Milan from The Dog Whisper was crossed with uh, Guy Fieri from Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, if the two of them were put together, he's a punk rock dude. It, literally, there's an intro to the show with voiceover, so it's a guy with like a crazy long like pubic goatee. Pubic goatee with step like a step in the middle of the sideburn. He has a sideburn, but then he decided to shave it, yeah. which... God, that's got to take an extra two hours in the morning well, he's to do. he's a patient man. He works with cats. Sure. <laughs> so he, uh, yeah, this he's dude. He's a cat whisperer by day and a musician by night. And that's so the intro. Like, wow, but wow. it actually starts with the musician part. It's like, hey, yeah. my, what's his name? 
Jackson Galaxy. Yeah, it is. Given Fuck name, yeah, that's I'm name. certain. I'm certain that's his given name. Yeah. So yeah, he's uh, he's like. It starts out like, I'm Jackson Galaxy. Wow, wow. By night, I'm a musician. Wow, wow. But during the day, I hang out with your cat. Wow. Yeah, that's who that is in there. Rhea Butcher, she's great. Thank you. Uh, yeah, he has to go into your house. What's in there? <laughs> There's cats. Bad cats. Lots of really bad art. You probably have torn up slip covers on your Ikea couches. That is actually a funny thing that they don't even bring up in the show, but he always has to go to these people's houses that have these like really bad behaved cats, and their 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 furniture so is like a, is a mess! <laughs> so like, like he's just casually sitting in a chair with a whole <laughs> like a, an upholstered chair that has no fabric on it. Just going like, oh, really? And I love it's like the most disgusting like barely a bedroom apartment with like Filthy carpet, but they make him take his shoes off. I feel like every time he's like in his little quarter socks, like dredging around. I feel like you're being a little hard on the people's apartments. I mean, maybe it's like a, you know, they can't, maybe they don't understand about hardwood. Well, they do have cats. There's a lot of carpeting in these A lot of carpets. Um, So he goes into the house. Which I'm against, categorically, as a lifestyle. So yeah, he was in these houses and he's, he, uh... Ooh, what's his move? Ooh, his move is the uh, slow blink? Yeah. Say if your cat's bad and he's hiding, or she. Yeah, he does a really slow blink. Then if she returns the blink, then he's in. But if she doesn't return the blink, forget it. It's Uh-oh. worse case than he imagined. Yeah. It's a bigger it's probably problem. the worst cat case he's ever seen. He's going to have to get a bigger guitar case full of cat nip. Oh, yeah. And toys. Oh, that's the best part. He shows up with a, you know, I would say second best use of a guitar case. First best use of a guitar case. El Mariachi. Now, this is a film where uh, a dude is carrying a guitar case. Well, okay, a bunch of dudes are carrying guitar cases and they turn into stuff. Sorry, spoiler alert, I don't care. (laughs) But one of the dudes, he has a guitar case and he's like fighting somebody. And uh, one of the dudes has like a... a Cat? Semi-automatic. Yeah, one just releases a cat. (laughs) Bad cat, get him! And then the cat just goes away. No, I'm a cat, I don't listen to anything. Um, But anyway, no, there's one dude that has a semi-automatic... Actually, an automatic weapon in his uh, in his guitar. This is, by the way, the the object work for that. <laughs> this is a regular gun. This is a bad gun. This is a regular gun. This is a guitar case gun. Um, but then, the best part in the whole movie is that these dudes with guitar cases are fighting another person. And like, you, by this point, you're like, oh, the guns, the guitar cases are full of guns. Yeah, we expected it. But then one dude does a real half spidey, and he goes down on one leg. He goes down on one knee like this. And he takes his guitar case, he flips it upside down on his shoulder. Rocket launcher! <laughs> Rocket launcher right out of the case! Sounds okay. like a great guitar case. Yeah, but the first, so that's the second best. No, wait, that was the that's first. That's the best. first. Yeah, that's the first best. The second get best is this dude, because he's a Jackson musician. Galaxy. So to make you understand he's a musician, when he goes and works with cats, you never see him play music. But when he works with cats, he brings a guitar case. Gigantic guitar case. What's into it a tiny apartment. What's in there? Catnip. Catnip. Cat treats. Toys. Toys. Little mouse guy. Little mouse guy. <laughs> and he always goes, he always is like, 
this is my favorite toy for this situation. <laughs> then he takes out a toy, which is supposed to be different, but all cat toys it's are the same. the same toy yeah. every time. It's just feathers on some string. And he's yeah. like, oh, it's perfect this for is predatory the best one play. For this. <laughs> it emulates flight sounds. Watch. Yeah. Watch. <laughs> this is a bird one. I have a grasshopper one, but this is the best one for this. It's a mouse one. This is a frog one. It's another smaller cat one. This is one that looks like your hand. <laughs> but it all looks the same. But I'm not a cat professional. So that could no, be why I don't cat professional. That could be why I don't know the difference. But um He likes to make catios. He likes to turn patios into catios. That's true. That's also my favorite thing. He that's said true. patio with a straight face to a camera. So Yeah, he said that these Love people they needed to get their cat outside onto a patio for a cat. And by that, I mean catio. He said that for a job. He said that for a living. Sure did. Yeah. And you know what's the most disgusting thing in the world? A catio. <laughs> Horrifying. It's like enclosed. They put like this weird tree in there. Who, does anyone here have a cat? Does anyone have a couple cat owners? A couple cat people. <laughs> I think cats are so disgusting. I want to understand that they're part of our kingdom. Rhea has some cats. Rhea I did. grew up with cats, and she's and her mom still has her cat yep. at home. But I, I think cats are the worst thing <laughs> that you could ever share a house with. Disgusting and hairy. They're always around, but they don't care, and they're so <laughs> disgusting. Oh, they smell, but they don't love you. I hate cats. Very true. Well, anyway, this is an enjoyable show. It's a great show. And I think we've done a great job reviewing it. Yeah. Um, so thank you so much. Yeah. You guys should really check it out. If Please you go home it. and check out uh, My Cat from Hell. My Cat from Hell. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's in there. It's, I swear it's in the... You, when you see this, you're going to be like, spot on. <laughs> guys, Rhea Butcher, ladies and gentlemen. Thank Rhea you Butcher. so much. And hey, we are going to keep the show rolling. One of my favorite comics that lives in Los Angeles. I'm so happy that he's here on the show tonight. Mr. Sean Patton, guys. Give it up for Sean! What a show, eh? <laughs> Hope you're ready for another Aussie comedian then, because we flock over. Brendan and I go back to the Mawalla days. Remember Mawalla, Brendan? Oh, yeah. The Bendigo times then, eh, mate? That's fucking fun then. You know? Brendan's up here talking about pedophiles, eh? I mean, took off, uh, you know, it sounds like someone who just likes to shag members of Peter. The people's ethical treatment of animals, then. Mulwalla, what a time then. Oi. <laughs> no. That was, that was pretty good then, eh? I can't stop doing it. It no. sounds like you're underwater. That's how you sound! Do you not get it? All of you, tell all the fucking Aussies! We laugh because you sound like you're in a goddamn aquarium. <laughs> mm. Wait, this is what I like. Uh, wait, I'm going to ask an, uh, Brent, an honest answer. Brent, are you homosexual? No. 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 Brendan, what's the place called? What's the thing that you drive called? No. Ka. There's an R at the end of car, but ka. There's no R at the end of no, but nai. 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 
It's Australia. They're founded by criminals. <laughs> Still in their blood. They steal ours from words and put them where they don't go. <laughs> no, I... Want a girl to a shower at a bar? Take a car? It's not far. Want a guy? To the shower? No. <laughs> I was, I liked, I was in Australia for like a long time and I met, and Aussie women are crazy and they're just not raised, they're not crazy, they're just not raised with the same sort of hang-ups that American women don't care. One of them grabbed my crotch and I was like, whoa, and she was like, don't be such an American. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> We're gonna fuck now for my country. Only time I've ever been patriotic. <laughs> ever. And I remember we got back to my hotel room. I did not have any condoms. She did. She had an ultra thin and a magnum. That was it. And I don't use ultra thin condoms because I've learned you can't feel it when they break. So you, you'll pull out and you'll be like, oh, that's why that was so fantastic. <laughs> I've basically just been wearing a latex cock ring the whole time. That's all, that's all I was wearing. <laughs> that's it. So I put, on, like, I put the magnum on and it fit. And I was like, wow, do I have a big dick? And no one, I just never knew. And then we had sex. And then when, when it was done and I removed myself, it fucking, it was gone. It was gone. Condom was gone. Her vagina ate it. Right off my dick. Australian pussies eat condoms. Spread the word. Just gone. Like pork off of a rotisserie. Like shrimp off a of Barbie. There you go. You wanted to hear it? There, you, there it is. I could, yeah, there it is. <laughs> and I remember I was like, because I, I was like panicking because I was on foreign, on foreign t- soil. And I was like, are you on birth control? And she was like, nah. And I was like, all right. It's like, do you feel weird about the morning after pill? And she's like, oh, it's fine. I have some. And she fucking had some. And not just like one. She had this little Ziploc bag in her purse with like 30. Like 30 packets of the morning after pill, which in Melbourne is called Secret Keeper. And like that's, I mean, look, there's just something like a woman who chooses not to get on birth control, but instead carry a supply of morning after pill. That's fucking deadly, son. That's like a, that's like an assassin that doesn't use a rifle, just like knives only. You know what I mean? Like, like get in there. Like, yeah. <laughs> Do you guys know what an Irish goodbye is? If you don't know what an Irish goodbye is, it's when you're drinking with your friends and you get so shit-faced that you just leave. That's it. You're drinking. <laughs> you just go. You don't say a word. Now, how many of you, knowing that information, by round of applause, have Irish goodbye your friends? Yeah. Yeah, we have. All right. Now, who else has Irish goodbye their friends, gotten like 10 minutes away, realized you left your phone on the table and had to go back to the bar and pretend like you didn't just Irish goodbye your whole group of friends? That, that's called a Scottish hello. Because at that point, you're going to have to fight for your freedom. <laughs> but I was, I was in Canada, and they call an Irish goodbye... A backdoor Betty. That's what they call it. Which I grew up in the South. Maybe it's different. It's not what a backdoor Betty is. A, is fucking is someone who takes it in the ass. So it was, I was there, 
And I heard my friend Ryan, who's Canadian, is like, oh, I got wasted last night. I, I backdoored Betty, JP, and Paul. I was like, you just fucked your friends in the ass? You guys party. <laughs> now all I can think of is I want to Irish goodbye a backdoor Betty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. thumbs up someone in the wind I feel like a lot of comedians get on stage talk about the differences between New York and LA and I feel like most audiences do not give a flying fuck at all uh, so the difference between New York and LA is this I live in both cities I am not rich I do not have two apartments I have two friends that's how that goes but here's the difference between New York and Los Angeles. I take public transportation everywhere I go. I don't believe in driving. I don't believe in owning a car. I think our carbon footprint is going to destroy the planet. I'd like the planet to stick around. I'd like to be able to live on this thing for more years and children after me to live on it. And I think if we all just took little steps like walking or taking buses now and again, we wouldn't destroy the goddamn earth, you know? Exactly, exactly. Or I can't afford a car. You decide based on what you know about me. But... In L.A., I'll be waiting for a bus, and there'll be a gentleman next to me in a three-piece suit, and he'll ask me for the time. And I'll think, oh, respectable gentleman, his Breitling's probably in the shop, like his BMW. And I'll say, oh, yeah, the time is 3.30, sir. And he'll go, 3.30, 3.30, 3.30, 30. no, 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 and then rip a fucking fistful of snap peas out of his pocket and and that is LA in a nutshell everywhere you go you meet people who seem sane and down to earth and they turn out to be out of their fucking minds New York is the exact opposite you'll be on a subway platform and you'll see a woman wearing a gown made out of trash bags and she's got dreadlocks, real dreadlocks. Not that rub honey in your hair for a month bullshit. Like real survived Y2K, like, like information branches is what I call them. Like if the Matrix were a real thing, you could just pick one up and plug it in your hole. And she's dragging what appears to be a beanbag chair and you see her and you're like, look at that fucking psycho. She's probably got a body in that chair, in that beanbag chair. And then she opens the chair. It's not a beanbag chair. And it's a harp case. And she pulls out a harp and starts playing the harp. And it's the most beautiful music you've ever seen. Heard or seen. It's so beautiful you can see it. You can see the notes wafting off of the strings. And it challenges you. And you're like, and you miss like four trains. Because you're just standing there watching her play. And you think all day, like, what am I doing? And am I doing it for the right purposes, you know, and you can like, you can't sleep and you write a novella and like the next day you read in the paper that she wasn't a hobo at all. That was the world's foremost harpist, Genevieve Clitorius, and she's traveling the world doing subway platform tours. That's New York in a nutshell. You constantly meet people who you think are dirty hobos and they turn out to be way better off than you. And that's both cities. On paper, L.A. is like sunshine, convertibles, beaches, mountains, legal marijuana, that's sunshine, luau's, hiking, celebrities, movies to be in, celebrity parties and sightings, fusion food, beaches, sunshine. And then you get here and it's like smog, traffic, earthquakes, mudslides, legal marijuana, 
Traffic! Actors! Actors! Fucking actors! Smog! Mudslides! Whereas New York is the dead opposite. On paper, it's like fucking loud, stinks, rats, loud mouth assholes with opinions, catcalling women everywhere for a half mile radius. Nobody gives a fuck about you. Expensive, no privacy, no fucking legal marijuana. Get the fuck out of my way. You can't make it here. Rats, fucking stinks. But then you get there and you're like, ah. Yeah, yeah, all that, all that, all the things, all that, and it's true. Hey, but at least we ain't got no fucking the mudslides. Huh? Huh? The fuck out of here. You guys are awesome. Thank you very much. Good night. Sean Patton! Oh, I love me some Sean Patton. He's the best. Well, cool. We're doing... This is a fun show so far. You guys are all doing a great job. You really carry... You really fulfilling your... Yeah. Do you see what... You brought some serious giggle heads. Like, you brought your your head giggles. You brought your giggly heads. Do you see a lot of comedy? I feel like this is the best day of your life. I'm not upset about it. I'm not trying to put you down. I just want to know where you are on the scale. Like, how many... Have you seen... Have you seen a... Do you see a lot of stand-up? Do you see a lot of stand-up? I try. You try? How, how frequently? You're, you're saying no? You don't want to talk to me? Am I scary or is she lying? What's going on? I'll go like once a month. You go once a month? That's a lot for like a human person. Are you regular human? Now they're just talking to each other. The Laugh Factory and I've been to the improv and other stuff. Do you guys do comedy? Yeah. No. <laughs> you watch comedy, yeah. Well, you're, a great, you're great audience members. You're really bringing up the room. Everybody else here is a piece of shit. <laughs> Except for that lady who's also killing it. I don't know if you guys have seen her, but she has a great laugh. Uh, you have a great laugh. Uh, you're welcome. We get the bed. What? You get the bed? Yeah. No, I'm bringing her home. Forget you. <laughs> She's adorable. Yeah, that, absolutely. Um... <laughs> That's cool. So you, that's a lot, actually, for, like, a person that doesn't do stand-up. That's a lot of... I, I, before I started doing stand-up, I, like, never went to show. I just didn't... I can't even imagine what would... Like, what possesses you guys to come to a show? <laughs> I don't find this entertaining at all. <laughs> that's not true. I really like comedy, but I like it on, like, an intellectual level. I think once you start doing it when you see so much of it like I have a problem where I am not a great laugher which is why I'm so impressed with you I'm like not because if I'm if I'm watching something somebody do something I love what I'm usually doing is just silently standing there going oh this is amazing how did he I would have said this oh no I get the payoff there actually changed it uh-huh. oh Jesus I wish I could do that like that Great stance. Good mic hold. Well, that was a little bumpy. New stuff? Okay, new stuff. Oh, I haven't seen that before. It was good. Like, that's the whole... <laughs> Not audible. But then occasionally, sometimes I'll go, Ha! Which is equally as embarrassing. Like, when you don't know how to... Because I'm not in the practice of it, so I'm like, I forget, is this how people laugh? Just one time and loud from behind stage? Where everybody knows? 
So I'm out of practice. I'm not, I am not up to snuff. But you guys are well-honed uh, laughing machines. You are, the, you are the terminators of the laughing world. Your eyes glow red with glory. It's good. How are you doing tonight, sir? Very well. Yeah? How was your day? Good. What'd you do? Oh, yeah. You, wait, you saw Doug Love's movies and you went sightseeing. So are you visiting? Yeah. I'll say, where are you visiting from? Connecticut. From Connecticut? Yep. Oh, how's that? Good. I was there not too long ago, like a couple, like last week or something. I was at the Foxwoods Casino <laughs> in Connecticut. Have you been to that? Have you been to, do you, what is your thought on that? Uh, it's got poker. I guess it has poker. Jesus. Um, <laughs> casinos are a little bit weird. I will, I think that's, because Foxwoods is right in the middle of, guys, I don't want to mean to blow your minds here, woods, it's right in the middle of woods. <laughs> Which, I know what you're thinking, are those woods populated by foxes? No, they're just attractive woods. <laughs> Foxy woods. Just real good looking, a lot of leg on those woods. They were a nice thigh high. Uh, so that was cool, Foxwoods was cool, but also just kind of strange, because I don't, I haven't like, I never really spent a lot of time in casinos and so it's just weird to see like the zombie eyes of all the people that are walking through there, just like I made her lost money. I made her lost money. Must make her lose more money. And then you have to do a show for them. And they're kind of a weird crowd for that reason because they're like, uh, your jokes are interesting, but I want to make money. <laughs> then this last weekend, I was in Arizona at a casino there. That was actually a weirder experience because the woods make you feel like... the Foxwoods is not near a major city. It's like two hours from everything. But the woods make you feel like you're like, oh, all these trees are around. I can't be that weird. But then if you go to Arizona, you know how the desert works, guys. The water makes the people get real close. So Phoenix is very specific. I don't know if you guys know that about Phoenix, but it's like, here's a city. Here's nothing. So the casino is like 10 minutes outside of Phoenix, but there's not a, a goddamn thing around except for like one wacky, one of them wacky extra tall cacti they put right in front. hey How do they always get the one where the one arm goes up and the other arm goes down? I feel like I've never seen a wacky like invitation, like get in here, it's a hotel. I've never seen one with this. No matter how many Roadrunner cartoons I've seen, I've never seen that in the wild. It's always one of these. Could give you a cool low five or an excellent high five. Um, and does this even exist as a cactus? Okay, sorry. A little cactus humor. So I saw... Um, I'm going to be real with you guys. We had... Uh, we, this like never happens, but we had two dropouts tonight. So I'm just taking a little extra time and talking to you guys. I hope that's okay. Yeah. Okay, good. Because I don't want you guys to feel like, why does she keep talking? <laughs> Normally I just host the show to bring people on, but uh, some folks got stuck in traffic and they couldn't make it. And they had to call the theater and tell us that they can come. But we got great news. There was a friend of mine, an hilarious comic, who's on the show before, who's just watching tonight. So we're going to put him up in just a minute. But he's kind of like our big closer. And I want to make sure you guys get the full show. Plus, I fucking love being on stage. 
so uh, last week we had, I think, eight comics that we put up in 75 minutes, and it was so smashed. I didn't really get any time to talk to you guys, so I just missed you, and so I'm just talking about cactus, just doing a little cactus work. Um, just doing this. I'm just getting it out of my system, and I know what you guys are thinking. Like, you're like, ah, uh, you know, we expected there to be bigger celebrities here, which is weird. How could you expect a bigger celebrity than me? I'm a huge fucking celebrity. Um... But also, you know, I'm really somebody you should get in, the, in on the ground floor of. Uh, very talented and really just starting to climb in my career. So, uh, you know, I'm already doing a lot of TV appearances, but it'll be like a matter of time before I'm the star of Cameron on CBS. Um, and so uh, you guys are really lucky that this is the night that you came, that you came the night that there was a couple dropouts and that you didn't uh, have. Oh, are, you, are you lighting me from over there? Oh. oh, yes, fuck yeah. Oh, that's great news. Well, this is great because we've got, now we've got two comics left on the show. Yes! And I love both of them, and you're going to lose your minds uh, for their hilarious jokes. And uh, here's, this, uh, here's this dude. Just at the show, fucking coming right in and making our dreams come true. Do you know what I mean? I would have booked him but just I didn't happen to this week. So aren't you lucky that Al Jackson got stuck in traffic? <laughs> and then you can see uh, one of my favorite comics in all of Los Angeles, Mr. Brent Sullivan, guys. Give it up for Brent. Thank you, everyone. What do you say we keep it going? One more time. Come on. Uh, I'll tell you about uh, the most awkward conversation uh, I ever had with my dad was in 1996, right after we got AOL. Because uh, the first thing I thought to do when we got AOL was to create a screen name, log into a sex chat, and pretend that I'm a woman. Fair enough. I just didn't know that you could be reported on a sex chat. And that as a result, your dad would receive an email with quotes as to why you were reported on said sex chat. And look, I was in sixth grade. This is mostly second base rhetoric. Nothing too hardcore. Uh, but I remember doing this on a Friday night, solo sleepover, as I called them back then. <laughs> and then the next morning, I came downstairs, and I sat down at the breakfast table. And all my dad said to me was, did you tell someone last night that you have a wet pussy? And I lied and said it wasn't me, forgetting that my screen name was my first, middle, and last names. <laughs> so I left. Never saw him again. Uh, just kidding. I'm from Michigan originally, which is a shitty state uh, in the Midwest. Um, I can summarize my experience uh, in Michigan with the following story. I was at a Chinese food restaurant once as like a kid, and I overheard the woman at the table next to me say to the waiter, what kind of Chinese restaurant doesn't have ranch dressing? <laughs> so, feel free to just skip over that state as long as you live. But that is where I met um, my favorite homophobe in the world. Uh, his name is Fred Phelps. Uh, he is the minister of the Westboro Baptist Church, which is like the God Hates Fags Church. Uh, but I think he's amazing um, because he came to my university senior year and he was protesting my school because 
and I'm not making this up, Elton John had been there once. That was the whole reason why he was there. <laughs> 40,000 students. He was protesting because Elton John had been there once. So um, I went to the counter-protest, and uh, I got bored, and I started calling Fred a fag to his face, which isn't very creative. Lots of people, I'm sure, have called Fred Phelps a fag to his face before. <clears throat> But after like three or four iterations, he looked me dead in the eyes and he said, I'm not the fag, fag, greatest comeback (laughs) of all time. My dad leaned in and said, he's got you there. (laughs) So I was like so embarrassed to have like lost that round uh, (laughs) that I shouted back, then why does my butt hurt? What? What am I talking about? My dad leaned in and said, I didn't know you were a bottom. Uh, I'm not, Dad. I, uh, I, I recently got up the courage uh, to talk to the hottest guy in my gym. Uh, it, was, we were just, it was just he and I in the locker room. He took his shirt off. Uh, I said... Nice back. He said, excuse me? I said, just kidding. He said, what are you talking about? And then I left. I was just looking for a new gym. In case anyone knows of any. I was uh, was thinking about having... um, a birthday party uh, recently. I was I had a birthday, but then like I went on Wikipedia one day and I just happened to notice. Remember Heaven's Gate? Remember that cult? I happened to notice that like Marshall Applewhite, the guy that ran that cult, convinced 37 people to kill themselves in the house uh, in San Diego back in 1997. And when I saw that, I was like, Oh, I'm not having a party because there's no way I'm going to get more than like 25 people to show up. <laughs> And if I can't beat Marshall Applewhite, <laughs> then why try? <laughs> Fuck all of you. <laughs> it's much funnier than, than you did. I woke up uh, in the middle of the night uh, the other night. Um, I went to the bathroom, but I was very hungry. So on the way back, I put four Oreos in my mouth. <laughs> and then I fell asleep on my back before I finished chewing. <laughs> You might be wondering, how do you know you did this? How do you remember doing such a thing? Which would be a fair question. Because I woke up around four seconds later, choking to death. You know, just dying in my bed. No big deal. It's weird, though, because I've, I've heard people talk about how, like, the most dangerous place to be is at home. And it, I, sometimes I feel like that's actually accurate. Uh, like, recently, look, I'm not trying to brag, but recently I masturbated. <laughs> I brought things to completion, uh, as I usually do. And then when I got up, I was laying down because I masturbate lying down because I'm depressed. Um, I got up, and I actually slipped in a pool of spilt lube, <laughs> fell down, and hit my head on the wall. Like, what if that's how I died? (laughs) 
what if after 29 years, like, that's what did me in? Like, I, I wondered even if under those circumstances the cops would have lied to my parents. <laughs> Called my mom and been like, ma'am, I'm sorry to inform you. Your son was murdered this morning. We think sometime between 11 and 11.30, someone snuck into his apartment, pulled down his pants, and in trying to shuffle to safety, he came on himself and collapsed. I'm very sorry for your loss. <laughs> um, oops. Uh, my brother, I was visiting my brother recently, and uh, he's got a kid. His kid is five. And his, uh, his child wanted to get, like, an ice cream cone. And my brother was like, well, if you want an ice cream cone, we have to go to your savings account, and we have to get money from your savings account. Which, yeah, I remember I was like, that's absolutely ridiculous. He's five years old. But then I accompanied them to the bank, and guess who has a bigger savings account than me. My gay-ass nephew. Uh, in, in, in my defense, I have 25 years on him of a series of bad decisions that have led me to this point of destitution in my life. To the point where I go to a doctor's office that literally treats me and just meth heads. Um, my doctor's office offers, and I'm not kidding, Free showers with every physical. So that's, that's where I am in life. That's how I'm doing. I went to a, I went to a wedding uh, recently at a very, uh, a very fancy hotel. Uh, there were four gay men at the wedding, myself included. Uh, I found out the next morning that three of them had a three-way. Yeah, I felt a little left out of that. <laughs> And one of the other guys chosen for the three-way was in his 40s, and he had a ponytail, for fuck's sake. It's like, what? Why am I losing to this? So I did what I'm absolutely positive every one of you would have done under those same circumstances. Uh, I had my brother approach them and find out why I hadn't been invited to their shitty, miserable, disgusting, unimpressive three-way the night before. The answer is, apparently, I don't look like a three-way kind of guy. All right, fair enough. I guess I agree that I don't have a badass ponytail. <laughs> it was good for me to, to learn this about myself now, though, because I realized if I ever wanted to murder someone, I would do it at an orgy, uh, because apparently no one would believe I was there. <laughs> <laughs> Even, like, witnesses would be like, that looks like the guy that shot Tony, but <laughs> we would never have invited him. <laughs> All right, everyone, that's uh, my time. Thank you. Uh, enjoy the rest of the show. Brent Sullivan, guys. Brent Sullivan. He's hilarious and amazing. Uh, so last week on the show, I asked for people to please uh, tweet me on my birthday, which was last Thursday, and a ton of people did it. So I super appreciate that, number one, up top. Number two, um, I'm on a campaign right now to actually make my Twitter account relevant, and so I just want you guys to all go home and fucking follow me. I've been amazing tonight. I've been amazing tonight. I've been very good. I think every time I was on stage, you guys were like, I'm consistently pleased with her performance. 
uh, I think those gals were like, we see a lot of comedy. This is some of the best stuff we've seen. And that woman was like, I'm pretty, you know, she's including me and I feel comfortable. And that gentleman's visiting from out of town, Connecticut. I'm the best he's ever seen. You can't get great comedy there unless you go to Foxwoods and you're distracted by the money. So this is really some of the best shows you guys have seen. I am wearing a new jacket, um, which did not, uh, you know, I have to spend a certain amount of Twitter followers every time I get a jacket, as you guys know, because um, I'm on a tweet, I'm on a Twitter follower uh, barter system with Levi's, because they really need more followers, and I'm like, I'm at my limit of 6,000 some followers, which is embarrassing at this point. It's embarrassing, as I'm a very talented comic who's been doing this for many years. So please fucking go home. It's at Cameron Esposito. That seems like it would almost be easy to remember, Cameron, because that's your full name. Agreed. Yeah, just at Cameron Esposito. That's super easy. And then how could I get more people to follow you or like tweet at you? Uh, just put a period in front of my name and then say, well, this girl's killing it, at Cameron Esposito. Like, just, you, but don't, don't just write Cameron es at Cameron Esposito with no period in front of it. Then other people can't see that. Do you know that about Twitter? <laughs> just teaching you guys this. A lot of people should know that and they don't. And then, you know. It's a real tragedy. <laughs> so look at how many people are here. I don't care, uh, like numbers-wise. I'm just saying, like, it went, later tonight I should get, I should get 83 new followers. I think that's more people that are here, but you guys are gonna probably take some mode of transport. Have the valet get on his phone, get on the valet's phone, <laughs> and follow me. Thank you so much in advance. Thank you so much. That's so nice of you guys. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks so much. And hey, uh, speaking of. Huge, uh, huge successes. This gentleman, fucking funny as shit. And you would know him from his podcast, Who Charted? Or from just being an amazing comic all around. Uh, let's hear it right now from Mr. Howard Kremer, guys. Get over Howard. Thanks, everybody. Get on the internet when you get home tonight. Go to my website, don't follow CameronEsperazino.com. Go there, log in. We got a whole social media experience there for you. You can leave your comments, talk about why you're not going to follow her, all the, the different ways you're going to go about it, and uh, let her fend for herself in the real world and not have no social media presence at all. Give yourselves a big round of applause, ladies and gentlemen. Enough about that. I'll tell you a little about myself. I could be any villain in the movie Taken. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah. I'm the target in that movie. This is the target. If your daughter gets stolen, you fly over to Europe, you shoot 40 guys that look like me, the first 40 that you see, you'll get your daughter back. Yeah. I was coming in tonight, guy said I look like the monkey from Aladdin on bath salts. I get that a lot. I get that a lot. Thanks for seeing it his way. Appreciate it. People usually think I'm on drugs, whether I'm on them or not. I'm not saying I'm not always on them, but even without that, I always, it's the crazy eyes and a combination of things. But anyway, I was on the road recently. Me and Sean Patton, we actually did Seattle. Give it up for Sean, ladies and gentlemen. We, uh, this girl, after the show, she gave me uh, moon cookies. She gave me these moon cookies, and she goes, uh, I make really good moon cookies. Yeah? Don't eat a whole one. 
I'm like, okay. I, I don't even. I guess it's pot cookies. I, I don't know. Anyway, I went back to the hotel, ate one of them, and uh, waited like 45 minutes. Nothing happened. So yeah, I did what you do. I ate all the rest of them, <laughs> the entire bag of moon cookies. And I sat there on the edge of the bed. I'm like waiting for something big to happen, staring down at the carpet, waiting for things to, you know, <laughs> visions to emerge. And I just sat there. And, and not, that was it. Nothing ever happened. Nothing at all. I think that's just what she calls cookies. <laughs> These are moon cookies. Why are they moon cookies? They're round. Like the, the, the moon. I, you got, what else you got? Shroom tea? Oh, it's just it's got shrooms in it? And no, my uh, roommate, he stirs it with his... <laughs> Give it up, ladies. You know what I'm talking about. Give it up for the neighborhood, isn't it? Great, give it up. Give it up for Gelson's right over there. It's really great job. so great over there. It's, it's voted uh, brightest supermarket in North America. If you want a $32 fruit salad and your cornea is scorched off, you head over to Gelson's. That's what you do. I, was, uh, I went to a dispensary uh, well, this week, it was. I guess I'm always on drugs, but I, I uh, it was me in there, and then there was a guy, a, ba- a guy who had it bad off. He wasn't like a homeless guy, but he's one of, he, he could be, you know what I mean? One of those guys is close. A couple bad nights, a couple shitty episodes of Nashville or whatever it is, and he's just, he's out there. He's heading out onto the streets. But um, he was like counting change and stuff. I guess he was going to like buy a joint or something, but he's counting change, and we have to wait, and then he goes in. And I have to wait for him. And then on his way out, it's my turn. But on, on his way out of the dispensary, he turns around to the whole dispensary. And he goes, wish me luck. I could be getting a three-picture deal tonight. That's what he said. He felt the need to say it. And I, lo- I love the optimism, right? I don't want to make any judgments. But like usually your life doesn't get that much better that fast. You don't go from counting the nickels to the... You know, the big picture. So, so uh, usually, like, your life gets better incrementally. You know, you, you don't catapult that far ahead. Like, if he'd have turned around to the whole dispensary and been like, wish me luck, a friend of mine might be getting rid of a pillow tonight. <laughs> you know, then I can be more myself and go, there you go. Okay, that's a step in the right direction. Good attitude. Next thing you know, you'll find a case for it. Spot under the underpass, overpass. Hey, give it up for birds right over there, birds. It's the Gelson's of bars. What Gelson's is to light, birds is to Black Crow's Tunes volume. They crack up over there, guys. That's what they do. Hey. Smoke crack one time. Yeah. <laughs> Not on purpose. I, uh, we had smoked a whole joint, and I'm thinking it was crack. I smoked a joint within five minutes. I was seeing super weird stuff and just passed out and blacked out, was on the floor. And a uh, little detail about this story, I was at work at the time. I was a security guard. You don't blame me, do you? No. Uh, security guard, it's okay. I was a security guard at a, at a Coca-Cola plant. Guarding them from what? I'm, I'm really not sure. 
like a team of Pepsi Seals was gonna <laughs> chop her down, sneak in, steal all the secrets, blow the factory. But uh, no, it was just, just uh, I woke up on the floor. Some of the other guards had showed up. We smoked a joint, and then they picked me up off the ground, and they, like, weakened at Bernie's me <laughs> into the Coke plant and revived me. I didn't know why they were dragging me in there when I woke up. I thought it was like, you know, throw me in a vat of Diet Pepsi or something. <laughs> Diet Coke, you're right. Ah, oh, I screwed up the breath. Ah. Oh. What's up? <laughs> They know. Hey, I have this brother, Lee. He's, uh, he impressed me when I was a kid. He's my older brother. Ah, say this. Ah. And uh, he's got a Tempur-Pedic now, bed now, which is all he talks about. Ah, it's so comfortable. Ah, it's like lying in snow, but it's not cold. <laughs> yeah, you like it? Ah. It's like, it's like lying in a cloud that's hard enough that you don't fall through but soft enough to still retain the properties of a cloud oh it's good what's up hey give it up for the Scientology fortress across the street right over there right over there I don't know what you heard but it's a great group of guys and gals from what I could tell don't get it twisted. Sai Tai. Do it right. What's up? Hey, uh, people are impatient. You know, like the, the technology, all this stuff, it just makes people too impatient. But they just, I, I have a friend who, uh, you try to tell him a story, and he takes like the first few words of the story as the entire story. You know, I'll be talking to him like, uh, yes, yeah, so I went to the supermarket the other day. He's like, gotcha. I'm like, what do you mean you got me? I get what you're saying. I understood. What was I saying? You know, you, you go to the supermarket, uh, even in the day. You know, don't go to it in the day. You go at night. You go at night, it's, it's not as crowded. You zip right through. Zip right through. I'm with you, dude. Good thought. I'm with you, bro. I forget the rest of that, and I'll tell you why. I'm on drugs. <laughs> UCB, good spot, what's up? Oh, Besser, you don't make enough money in television to fix, paint the floor for Kramer. Paint the floor for him when he shows up. Hey, guys. I got some new stuff to do. This is the only thing standing between you and a hot Tuesday, hot Tuesday night out there. All it says is be funny, weirdo. <laughs> uh, damn it. Hey, it's great to be, uh, to have made it to this time of year. Don't you feel a little bit of a sense of accomplishment? You get this deep into the year? You're not always going to make it this deep into every year. There's going to be one that comes along. Oct the two, two. You didn't make it. This could be your last octu too, so enjoy it. Embrace what I'm telling you. Rocktober's upon us. It's a, it's a tough gauntlet of music months we got. You gotta, you gotta get through Rocktober, Tech November, it's a tough one. 
EDM Sember, a lot of, lot of bass. Gotta buy gifts and bass. New Year starts, you get a break? No, January, right in your face. Feb step. You get to Feb step. Shave the sides. Quick four weeks. Scarch. Skanking. Oh, I think I gotta get out of here. Hey, don't listen to what I said earlier. I'd like you to follow a great young lady. Her name's Cameron Esposito. Follow her on Twitter. Follow her on Instagram. Are you vining? No. Follow her on Vine. Give her a head start. <laughs> Give her a head start. And um, whatever platforms they throw at you, Snapchat. Get her on that. <laughs> and I appreciate it. I can't work the mic stand, but I appreciate it. Thank you guys. And have a good night. So awesome. Hey, that's our show. Keep it going for everybody you saw tonight. We are here every Tuesday at 8 o'clock at the UCB Theater. I'm Cameron Esposito. Thank you so much for coming out. And please exit promptly. We have another show starting pretty quick. Thank you guys so much. Take care. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh. Put your hands together. Put your hands together, get ready to clap. Your hands together, put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season 3 has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, Season 3 is a great jumping on point, and we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nuts. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, Jazos. <laughs> Ruler of the Eighth Circle. And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.